welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast, where we believe there's no single right way to produce, publish, or promote your work. Only what's right for you. In every episode, we'll talk about common writing roadblocks and how to overcome them so you can keep your stories rolling. Welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast. I'm Megan Haskell, award-winning fantasy author of the Signari Chronicles and the Rise of Lilith series. And I'm Greta Boris, USA Today best-selling author of the Mortician Murders and the soon-to-be-released Almost True Crime series. In today's Quick Tip episodes, we are talking about sustainability. Mm-hmm. How do we do this writing thing for the long haul? Yeah, it's a tricky thing. It is. It is. This is a this is an emotional, time-consuming, difficult, creative career. Yeah. So, what do you do? I think we'll st- well, I'll, I'll let you, yeah, you start. <laughs> I was going to say, let's start with mental health, right? Yes. Because um you unfortunately, I hear of too many authors who um do have problems with depression and things like that. Yeah. And I do think one, I mean, obviously there, if you need a doctor, go to a doctor. Megan and I are not doctors, even though periodically we do play doctors in fiction once in a while. So, uh, but we're not. So this is for not serious, serious mental health issues, but for the general, keeping it, keeping it upbeat and positive, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that um, I think is important is to have reasonable expectations, right? It's back to what we talked about last week with disappointments, managing disappointments. There's some you can't avoid, but there's some you can because if you expect things to be something they're not ever going to be or not likely to be, yeah, then you're going to add extra disappointments onto your plate and mm-hmm. that's not fun. So I would say the first one is and this myth prevails in publishing and i it's just it's just bizarre that it prevails because i feel like every author i know will say this exact thing that every overnight success they heard was actually it took the person at least 10 years mm-hmm. you know it 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 just even you know you hear about these people whose debut novels went crazy well you know what how many novels did they write that never got published that are sitting in a drawer somewhere so they're not debut novels because they never got published but they wrote a heck of a lot of them Mm -hmm. before they ever got that publishing career a lot of authors spend 10 years on their first novel absolutely you know they're, they're rewriting it they keep changing it they keep you know making adjustments and and completely starting over from scratch but it's still the same idea so it's technically still the same novel it takes a long time to build the skill you need to even publish that first novel let alone you know a, a, make a career of doing a lot of them and get, getting it off the ground yes absolutely and then I think that that overlaps into thinking about the finances of the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you've decided and think that somehow or another, because you read that Joe Blow author over there, you know, he wrote, I'm sorry, I'm not picking on 20 books to 50K, but that was what the premise of it was. This person, you know, that the, the, conference was basically saying, if you write 20 books and you follow our release model, then you can expect to make $50,000. And it did work for a lot of people, but it didn't work for others. Mm -hmm. Because 
maybe they couldn't write 20 books that quickly. It just wasn't in their wheelhouse. It was not their personality. Or maybe they didn't have the money to invest in the publishing and advertising of those books. Or So there's a lot of financial concerns in this. So to put the pressure on yourself to make a decent income from publishing fiction uh, overnight or very quickly or within the first year or two, there's a high probability you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you also have to give yourself the grace to make those mistakes and learn from them, right? Like sure, each book is an opportunity to learn something new. You can learn something new about craft. You can learn something new about production. You can learn something new about marketing. You can, There's always something that you can work on, some skill um, in, the, in the chain, in the system that you can focus on to improve. And so I like to look at it that way, that, you know, nothing is ever truly a failure unless you quit, right? Unless you give up. Mm-hmm. If you instead take a look at what went wrong and why and what you can do better next time and you learn from that and then you build that skill so that your next book improves on whatever that mistake, quote unquote, was, then you're you're going to end up ahead in the long run and you're going to be continuing to build that uh, longevity that I think most of us, at least most of us listening to this podcast are really looking for. Yes. agree. But that also comes back down to that self-awareness and the self-reflection, like understanding what you're doing and why really helps build that, like that long-term perspective, I think. Um, And so, you know, if you're going through some, you know, meditation or self-reflection for, for those who don't practice the traditional faith, right. That meditation, self-reflection, self-awareness can really help build that uh, internal strength for the long haul. Um, If you are a person of faith, then maybe it's, you know, prayer and maybe it's actually reaching out to your faith community for that support or your family for that support. But all of those aspects can go into sort of that mental fortitude to pursue a career that is so personal and so emotional in so many ways. Um, and we invest so much of ourselves, not just financially, but physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of the things into these books. Um, it really takes a community to and an and a internal fortitude to actually you know, keep that moving forward. And I, I, I agree because, I mean, I do have a morning meditation, prayer, Bible reading time, mm-hmm. you know. And one thing that helps me with that also is to recognize that, you know, the world is not all about me. <laughs> there is, there's a lot out there that is nothing because that's the other thing because we're um, looking inward for stories and inward. So I agree with all your self-awareness, self-reflection, but I also agree that we have to look out. Mm-hmm outside of ourselves and recognizing that, you know, the the world is not going to implode if we don't write the next book or it, it, it's not earth shattering. It's not putting in perspective of the grand scheme of things really helps me too. And to not maybe take myself quite so seriously. In fact, I got a review where and it, it was a very nice review, but one of the last things that this gentleman said was, 
I really enjoyed reading a book by an author who obviously doesn't take themselves too seriously. <laughs> and I loved that because it's like, I don't want to be precious. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to. So there's something about that too. Like we, we do talk about so much the the inward and, and the difficulties, but also lighten up, for goodness sake. You know, I mean, there's a lot bigger problems in the world than my, if I'm going to get 2,000 words or 4,000 words today, you yeah. know, and, yep. and all of that. Yeah. And there are some books that are really helpful. Um, the Miracle Morning, The Artist's Way is another one that I've used, although there's a lot of writing involved in that book. And I was <laughs> telling you before we... yeah. It's like, wait a minute, I write all day long. Why do I want to write? For I, don't, I don't want to write five pages in my journal just to know. Yeah, so that's, exactly. I'm writing, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot. The, the war of art is always a good mental reset. Mm -hmm. So all of those are, are good. Yeah. So another tip for the sustainable career is to give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's it's all too easy to turn this job into a 24-7, around-the-clock, never stop, never breathe, never take a break because it's kind of a hamster wheel. And we're and it because a lot of us are self-driven and self-motivated, and because it is a job at least I hope that you really love. So you enjoy working. <laughs> a lot of us tend not to take those breaks that we need. And sometimes that can be like getting completely offline, going out on like true vacation, you know, going to some resort somewhere and just completely disconnecting or some retreats, cabin in the woods, or I don't know what, but, um, Sometimes that can be what you need. Sometimes it can just be telling yourself that at 6 p.m. you're turning off your computer and you're not going back until the next morning. Or um, it can be giving yourself the weekends off, but making sure that you give yourself the time and the break that you need to mentally refresh, physically refresh, recover, restore your body and mind, so forth, so that you can keep moving forward again. Um, you know, we all need that, like, that moment of peace, that moment of pause to, you know, re-energize. Turn the computer off. Yeah. Yes. And then when you turn it back on, all kinds of programs that weren't working before you turned it off are now working. And I think it works with our brain too. I think it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Exactly. And part of that, and then another thing too, is rewarding your wins. And this is something that I do weekly in my bullet journal. Um, I actually go in and I make sure I write down every week what, at the end of the week, what did I accomplish, right? It doesn't have to be huge. It can be minor. Um, but even if, you know, the number of words I, I wrote that week, or, you know, if I got some exciting news about something or a nice review or things like that, but just rewarding each and every one of those wins so that you're always celebrating and motivating yourself with positivity rather than focusing on the negative. That's a good idea. Yeah. So now Greta, you used to be a fitness professional. So I'm handing this part back over to you to talk about physical health. And what do you do considering we have a very sedentary job, like a lot of Americans these days, I suppose, but you know, writing is yeah. sedentary. We sit down behind a computer for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Yeah. So it's funny because I think we tend to think of like um, athletes as having unsustainable, which they do, you know, mm -hmm. like when you're 30 as an athlete, you're like old, you know, yeah. really old. <laughs> and, um, and 
So, you know, because you, you're wearing your body out uh, physically. And so we don't tend to think of things like writing um, or being at a computer all day as uh, taking that kind of toll. Uh, but they do. It does take a toll. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things you can do to help that problem. Um, one thing is good ergonomics. So when you're at your computer, do you have a very good chair or a standing desk or a standing desk that goes up and down? So you're standing sometimes, sitting sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're moving your body because your body was meant to move. Yeah. <laughs> and then watching the position that you're in. I know um, some writers actually have bought uh, vests that will hold their shoulders back. I was thinking of getting one myself because we tend to kind of hunch mm -hmm. when we're sitting over the computer and that position can cause a lot of spinal issues and neck issues and problems, which can lead to headaches, uh, back problems and so on. So um, some people do buy vests that help pull their shoulders back. And then um, obviously making sure that you do use your muscles and exercise, make exercise a part of your regular life. Don't yeah. shortchange yourself. Even if it's just going for a walk, which can actually help clear your mind as well and help like if you're stuck on a story problem. Um, I know when I go for a walk and just mull on it for a while, it usually kind of clears things up. So sometimes that exercise, it doesn't have to be an hour in the gym. It can be, you know, a 15, 20 minute walk outside. Right. And then I also think stretching is huge because if you are kind of in one position for long periods of time, you're going to be shortening the certain muscles and lengthening other muscles and that can get you all out of alignment. Mm -hmm. So doing the opposite of whatever the position is, you know, like um, I was starting to get the beginnings of uh, carpal tunnel and we have a, a friend who was doing a lot of help and she showed me some stretches to do with my arms and my wrists. And so I might write for an hour and then I would stand up and do those stretches, like put my hands against the wall in certain ways and do these stretches. Mm -hmm. Completely took it away. Yeah. Completely took it away. Yeah. And I know for me, like I have hip problems on occasion where um, it's, you know, my my pelvic bone gets sort of out of alignment. So it's from sitting, right? And so I have to make sure I sit with good posture, but then periodically get up and stretch out my hip flexors because they get shortened and my hamstrings get lengthened as I'm sitting all day long. Yeah. And my, and my glutes get weak. So <laughs> you got to make sure you counteract that. Right. So the, all those things are important. Um, another thing too, I got an Apple watch. So my son gave me, he got a new one, gave me his old one. So I got an Apple watch and just setting that, but you don't have to have an Apple watch. You could do it with anything, mm -hmm. but setting an alarm to stand up every hour or so. And we love to talk about using Pomodoros for writing in our books. Yeah. Planning a novel or productive writing habits or whatever. We talk about it all the time, all kinds of books. <laughs> so, uh, but that Pomodoros can be used for that. You yeah. know, that you get up every 25 minutes or 55 minutes or whatever it is. And we'll just walk around, just move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nutrition. I'm not going to talk about it now other than to say, because it's such a huge topic and I'm not a doctor. Although sometimes I like to think by now, but good nutrition is important. Making sure that you are eating your veggies, guys, you know, and not just living because I, I see writers like eating 
chips and Twinkies and trying to live on chips and Twinkies and coffee during the day. And then at night they need to relax. So they down a whiskey. Not a good plan. Just saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which leads to sleep. I mean, all of these things will help you sleep better. And I have been tempted when I've had sleepless nights at two or three in the morning to get up and write because that's what's going through my head. But I resist because not a good idea to turn on a screen in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then finally getting outside, which you mentioned with your going for a walk. I mean, we need vitamin D, fresh air and sunshine, all of that kind of thing. So it's kind of all that common sense stuff that we sometimes sacrifice on the altar of getting all the things done. Mm -hmm. But I highly recommend you don't. So that's it for this month. Gosh, we've talked about so many things this month regarding motivation and consistency and sustainability. And I hope they've been super helpful for all of you. Um, if you've enjoyed this month's podcast and all of these between episodes, we surely, surely do wish you would go and review us on your favorite podcast app wherever you're listening. And if you didn't enjoy them, you don't have to review us. Just (laughs) say that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because we don't want to read bad reviews. They're so sad. Anyway, we talked about that this month, didn't we? We we could spin it and make it good. Um, But next month, we are going to be, I'm really excited about the Between Esotes for next month because we're going to be talking about how to plan a novel, which is also the title of one of our quick guides. And we're coming up with a companion course for that. Mm-hmm. Or we have a companion course for that. It's finish your novel faster, right? No, how to plan a novel is, is uh, yes, that's a new course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it'll be yeah. a new course. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll tell you all about the new course when we get it. But anyway, we do have the quick guide, how to plan a novel. And we're going to be focusing on topics from that next month. It's going to be much more craft related. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So until next time, keep your stories rolling. Are you an aspiring author? Stop by www.authorwheel.com slash stuff to download the top five writing roadblocks aspiring authors must overcome. Thank you for listening to the Author Wheel podcast hosted by Greta Boris and Megan Haskell, edited by Jim Wilborn.